Rogue Agronomist Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. You never know what I may say or who will be on, but you know it'll be real because that's me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. It's Kyle from Stall Agronomy, and uh, yeah, recorded this one twice now, so hopefully... Hopefully this one turns out well. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is, is kind of things are getting into the end of the year here um, are just different cu- customer types. And one of the things I've been dealing with in at least in my professional and personal life is when do we determine when somebody is an a-hole <laughs> as a customer or are they actually a narcissist? And I, I posted a video on TikTok talking about this, and it actually had really good re- reviews. A lot of people really wanted to know more about what was going on here. So let's talk about the difference between an a-hole and a narcissist. Um, one of the things I want to kind of go through is, let's just, these are some symptoms of a narcissistic or narcissistic personality disorder. Now, to be a personality disorder, it has to be something that is pretty well elevated. Some people have some narcissistic traits. I mean, just about everybody has at least one. Um, when you look through these, it's funny. I went through something like this, and I was like, holy poop. The guy that um, my therapist two years ago told me might be a narcissist is actually like every one of these is his. So the first thing when we talk about narcissists is their superiority and entitlement. So there's kind of one of the things, I guess, the clip here I wanted to post or kind of focus in on is narcissists have the best or have to be the best, the most right and the most competent, do everything their own way or their way or own everything, control everyone. Now, I had the person that I've been dealing with is the kind of person that's always says, I just want to get to where I can just do everything myself because I don't want to have to rely on anybody because no one else can do it the right way. So I was like, wow, all right, number one is okay. Number two is an exaggerated need for attention and validation. So they they want somebody to always be there. They, they call this... Uh, Hoovering, where they they pull you in just to to try to give them validation, things that they they want people that tell them how good they are, and um, the reason that they want this is because they're very insecure about how they are. Uh, they want their thing is they're so afraid of being wrong or not not the best as what at what they do is they're so afraid of that that they don't want people to know that. So they basically turn around and try to be the best. And then they want to surround themselves with the best people and try to surround themselves with people that are going to tell them that they're doing it the right way. Um, Perfectionism is number three. Um, So, all right. I mean, we know what perfectionism is and it, it, this is an extreme version of perfectionism. So we're talking about somebody who has to have everything exactly right. Now, does it have to be, Everything in their life has to be perfect. No, but what they're looking for is what you will see with a narcissist is is they will to the point of just 
total confusion on your part. Why are they have to have everything exactly right? Now, where I notice this in the narcissist that I deal with, thank you, dogs, is that um, this person was mad at me one day because we were looking at wet holes. And I literally said, you know, oh, I, there's just a little one over here. And he's like, that's eh, like almost a tenth of an acre. What's wrong with you? I could have planted that. And they only could focus on the spots that, that drowned out or the spots that flooded out. They wanted to focus on the negative aspect of everything. And we'll get to that later. But these little things made them so upset that it just set them off. And that's all they could think about. Literally, I was talking to somebody this fall about this person. And this fall, we're talking, and I'm just like, just won't stop talking about how he didn't get this replanted. And it, this was a bigger stretch, but when he was at the time of replanting, you shouldn't have been replanting this. It was too wide. I couldn't even walk through it. But the entire fall, all he wanted to talk about is that five acres or three acres or whatever it was that didn't get replanted. And it was that absolute search of perfection. And like I said, it this perfection is to a fault. So essentially, instead of getting things done timely, they'd rather be just exactly perfect. So same thing, we see that with a lot of other things. Uh, number four on this list is a great need for control. Um, it kind of reiterates a lot of the perfectionism, but the they have to be the most important thing. Um, not a whole lot different here. Um, five is lack of responsibility. Now, so the person I'm thinking of, literally, let's say the hired person backed a tractor into his shed and hit, clipped the door. That guy does that. But if the person who's a narcissist hits that door, instead of getting all upset and ticked off, they're just like, oh, well, I have to do everything myself because they, they hit the door the last time. And it just to the point of, you know, they're not responsible for anything. They're, you know, they didn't pay their bills on time. Well, that's the bill collector's fault because they should have gave me another week. Don't they know that I'm busy? Those kind of things are what narcissists focus on. Um, a lack of boundaries. Now, to me, that was a big thing. Um, I had this particular person who would find out the time of day that I normally was eating with my wife in the off season. So winter, um, we're talking summer when I don't have anything going on in the field. And he literally pinpointed about six fifteen was the time that we'd like to sit down for dinner. He got to the point where every single day he would call me exactly at six fifteen, just to make me upset and make me talk to him on the phone to make himself feel important. And he knew it was making me upset to him. That was like golden, you know, the more upset I am, but I still kind of need him because he's buying things or, or paying for services every single day, six fifteen, he would call. Now I got to the point where if, um, if I didn't answer the phone during the day, he would call again and again and again he'd call me three to five times and then leave me a really nasty voicemail and then i would call him back you know five minutes later whatever it was and it was just nothing it was literally nothing he says i don't understand why you don't always answer your phone that is the only thing you have to do as a job okay 
And that phone is literally like in your ear in front of you all the time. I'm like, I'm sorry. I was with somebody, you know, well, who the heck could you be with? That's more important to me. Hmm. Narcissist 101, essentially. So yes, lack of boundaries. It it almost seems like they want to push your buttons so much because that just to them, it makes you just get upset and frustrated. And that's where they win. They like that. They like it when they feel better than you are. Um, lack, lack of empathy. So once again, same person. Um, we had somebody who was working with him that, um, they have a family member who had an organ transplant. He was upset because they didn't want to come into work because their wife had an organ transplant. Lack of empathy. It's a pretty easy one on that one. Um, now, number eight on this list was perceiving everything as a threat. Now, yes, we talk about other farmers. We're talking about um, the school board. We're talking about the town council. You're talking about all these things. They always seem to be upset with pretty much everybody. Everybody is trying to get them. Literally, everybody is trying to do something to them, make them worse. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, nine, emo- emotional reasoning. Yeah. They they try to... It just seems like they're, they're always hot or cold. They, they can't get a, a steady temperature. And emotional reasoning to them is just trying to... You know, it's it's all about how things make them feel. And it, it's we're not going to go too far into this one, um, but they, they spend a lot of time worrying about how things make them feel. Uh, there's one here, splitting. Um, I'm not entirely sure about that one. Uh, to me, that didn't really hit home. Um, 11 on this list was fear of rejection and ridicule. Um, yes, obviously... This person did not like it when you said blank to him, essentially. I, I would say something like, um, oh, he was upset with a landowner. And I said something about, well, you know, you told one guy that you were not going to farm that farm next year. Well, why would they know that? Because I told one person, I'm like, well, that guy is the one that told you this. And then he probably told that to the, the other guy. And that guy knows this guy. And you kind of do the Kevin Bacon scenario. And it's just like, it was their problem for, you know, not wanting to rent that farm to him or not even talking to him about it. But he's also at fault, probably even higher because he screwed up and he was getting rejected and it's everybody else's fault. Um, they don't like criticism you know to the point where it's to a fault um this person is somebody i said you have to have a dot number in your trucks no i don't and literally i'm fairly certain this fall they got pulled over by the dot because they didn't have a dot number or their name on the trucks but it was more important to prove a point that i was wrong than it was to do the right thing um, anxiety, honestly, I'm thinking of this person, we're not going to go too far into what happened with that, but there is definitely some anxiety there. Um, deeply repressed shame. Um, you know, they, it's just basically hiding things. They, they feel like they're not as good as some other people. Um, they have a lot of insecurity and that the problem is their way to hide their insecurity is basically putting other people down. And making them feel worse about themselves so that they feel better about 
themselves the narcissist. Um, an inability to be truly vulnerable. Um, and we won't go into that. You, you can kind of put that to yourselves. Um, the inability to communicate at work as part of the team. I think that goes back a lot to the first one. But there are a lot of other signs and symptoms. Um, I know they have this grandiose importance. Um, I know somebody that literally was like, I'm the first person that did this, and everybody else who does it is copying from me. Or I'm the first person that bought this, and everybody else who buys that, the people who sell it should be giving me money because I'm the best and everybody wants to buy it because of me. Um, there are a lot of those kind of things. But to me, the biggest ones have been the lack of boundaries, um, the lack of empathy definitely is kind of been kind of a pain in the butt. Um, and it's gotten to the point with this particular person where when I said, you know, I had my own things to do at one point and I cannot come to help literally drop everything to help you today, maybe later, it just, they shut me off. And to me, the reason they did that, and you got to understand what the narcissist, the narcissistic people will shut you off. And just literally, once they know that you're kind of onto them on how they their things are, and you're not going to put them as such a high importance, they don't want to have anything to do with you. And I haven't talked to this person in a month, and that's a lot of that reason. I shut them off and said, "Hey, my stuff is important." And literally, since then, they don't want to talk to me because I remind them that maybe I'm already onto them about their inferiority complex. They're a little worried about things. So to me, um, it was one of those things, we, you know, we all have those kind of customers. I mean, I posted that video and a lot of people had a lot of comments about it. Now, remember, that not everybody's a narcissist. Everybody who doesn't like you isn't a narcissist. You might actually be a narcissist if you think everybody doesn't like you because they're a narcissist. But remember, there are going to be some of those people out there um, as dogs are whining at me because it's getting almost time for our walk time or as Megan says, O-U-T. Um, let's try to wrap this up a little bit, but so what at, at the start, I talked about, uh, understanding who's a narcissist and who's an a-hole. Uh, now there's always those customers that kind of are a-holes to some people. Um, and to me, if you have a customer or somebody you think might be an a-hole to you, um, and that's their personality or whatever it is, it just might be somebody who just does not mesh with you as a personality type. There, there are those customers I have that other people just did not like. And honestly, I, I was hanging out with one of them uh, last week, looking at his daughter's uh, daughter and son-in-law's new house they're building. And I was just thinking to myself, this guy's my kind of people. And we really mesh well. I just, he, he's, he's my kind of guy. And, you know, and it's it kind of goes back to other people thought he was a, an a-hole when he does business. And to me, our, our sarcastic way that we do things, uh, the way that we talk to people, the way that we do business, it, it just really melts or meshes well with each other. Um, so it doesn't mean he's an a-hole to me. And it doesn't mean that he's not an a-hole to somebody else. But in the grand scheme, his personality type is very difficult to get along with um, for a lot of salespeople. And he's not an a-hole in general. The guy really actually generally cares about people. Very good person. Um, you know, when I left retail, he actually bought me a, a, a leaf blower because I was going to go farming. And so I could blow off my equipment and stuff. And he was just a really, really good guy. And it's not that he's an a-hole. It's just that his personality type does not mesh with some people. 
So that's been the thing that has, um, I think a lot of people don't understand that the struggle we have in ag retail is that I think this person's doesn't mesh with me because they're an a-hole and, but there's another guy that works with me that could probably handle them. And this is actually what happened with this previous example is that I would have meshed with this person, but the other person that was currently calling on them that wasn't doing, having any success did not want to give them up because giving up business is just frowned upon. And I think ag retail struggles with that quite a bit that there are salespeople that are given a list and it's looked poorly upon them if they let somebody go off that list. Not that if that person they were going to let go would buy more things uh, from somebody else, but because it would be looked down upon them because they just couldn't sell to the guy and they just gave them up. Retail needs to do a better job of kind of sharing customers. I did that when I was in retail. It worked really well. Um, but then there were all those guys, the older guys, uh, sometimes younger people, uh, that just didn't want to give up anybody. And even if they couldn't sell them anything and they didn't get along with the person, they just did not want to let them off their list. And I think retail deals with a lot of that kind of struggle where somebody's put on a list, somebody doesn't mesh with them, they don't get moved around. Now, that doesn't mean management should go in there and just forcibly remove everybody that you're not currently selling things to. There are people that I was told I would never sell anything to, and to me that was almost a challenge. And I really enjoyed picking those people up and then almost shoving it down their faces a little bit. And maybe I'm a little bit of a closet narcissist, but I'm not really. I, I've taken the tests. I've went through things. I actually generally care about people, um, but I have a, a very, I don't know, I think it's almost a unique personality type. Um, I, I just have no filter sometimes, but I, I spend a lot of time working with people and and not caring what people think. And uh, that's kind of why I have thick skin and uh, TikTok has not really affected me as much. So anyway, we're going too far on along, but I, I wanted, want everybody to realize that even though, you know, you can go on the internet, you can look at a list and you can sign, find one thing that somebody did to you that would make them a narcissist does not necessarily mean that they're a narcissistic personality disorder or they're wholly a narcissist. I, it took me years and years to really figure this out with one particular person. It took me that long. It took me 16 years to figure this out. And after all that time, it's like, man, you know, it just going through any list I find on the internet, it's like almost every single one of these things is that person. And it's definitely something that, that has affected me. Um, I had a lot of colleagues that reached out and said, you know, just basically dump it. And uh, well, yeah, that's pretty much what we're going to do. Uh, most of what, I've found and the people I've talked to and people I worked through this with, it's basically just you shut them off and that's it. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And uh, yeah, they've shut me off. And at this point, not calling me back. That's okay. But I'm sure there'll be things said about me at some point. So anyway, realize who's a narcissist and whether or not that it might not even be a narcissist. Realize that most people aren't. They might have some tendencies that way, but some people just don't mesh with your personality type and that's okay. But you also have to just be willing to give that up, especially if you're in a sales position or a different role, somebody else might work better with them. And it doesn't mean they're a narcissist, doesn't mean they're an a-hole. Um, they just might not blend with you. 
but realize there are those narcissists out there that we deal with and they are very difficult to deal with and they are not going to make you feel any better about yourself. And there's a lot of people that spend longer with theirs than I do. Um, there's also a lot of people that are married to their narcissist and that is incredibly hard to, to even fathom working with. So anyway, hope you guys enjoy it and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast. Be sure to check out our website, stallagronomy.com, and our other social media for more information and other episodes. Thank you.